And we're joined here in studio now by research analyst Fundi Swanguta. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone. Indeed. And uh, what announcement did the Bank of England make about the UK's monetary policy, though? Yes, you just just mentioned that the Bank of England kept the interest rates mm. at an all-time low of 0.25%. So imagine if you were paying that, I'd be so happy <laughs> on my bond. <laughs> um, so following this announcement, the pound depreciated against all the major currencies and it slumped to a nine-month low against the euro. So there was speculation or murmur in the market that maybe the Bank of England might increase interest rates. And that was because there was a vote by the MPC in June where five of the members said that they wanted to keep interest rates unchanged and three of the members said they pushed to increase interest rates. So the market was like perhaps it might slant towards the change in interest rates. But we saw that that didn't happen. So what attributed to this decision to maintain the interest rates was the sluggish growth rates on the first half of the year, the unexpected slip in inflation, and the weak wage growth that we're seeing in the UK. So what's happening with growth is that the BOE also, so this is the Bank of England, also reduced its growth forecast for 2017 from 1.9% to 1.7%. And if we look beyond 2017 to 2018, they also reduced those growth forecasts from one7 to one7 Six percent and maintained that um, rate and maintained the GDP growth forecast in 2019. And the growth in the UK has slowed down in the first half because Brexit concerns have dampened confidence um, by the consumers, by businesses, and by investors. As well as the hung parliament um, that is currently in the UK has also raised worries of stability in the government. So the likelihood of interest rates going up this year has now lengthened. So it probably won't happen this year. We'll probably see interest rates increasing in the UK next year. We've also spoken this week about the U.S. interest rates. And what we're seeing across the EU and the U.S. is that there's a desire by the major central banks to move away from the ultra-loose monetary policy. And when I say loose monetary policy, I'm talking about these low interest rates that we're seeing and the government's buying up bonds in order to pump liquidity in the economy. And when they pump liquidity in the economy, they encourage spending. um, And then, therefore, this filters into inflation. So they're finding it very difficult to tighten the monetary policy, meaning increasing interest rates, without killing off growth in the economy. So growth in the UK and throughout the EU has been very, very fragile. On Monday, when I spoke about the US um, GDP, I compared that to the EU growth, and I was speaking about numbers of 0.3%, 0.5%, and the highest that we saw in the EU was Sweden, which had 1.7%. So these aren't really inspiring or amazing growth rates that we're seeing in the region. So the central bank has to be very cautious about what kind of monetary policy they put through because any wrong move that they make could choke the recovery that they want to see. So the the central banks are now facing this dilemma, and that's why you're seeing the split between five and three and six and two between changing interest rates and um, in, in increasing interest rates or, or maintaining them. So on the one hand, what the the UK central bank is thinking is that they've managed to avoid a recession after um, the shock decision to leave the EU in 2016. Their unemployment is at a four-decade low. And then you look at the other hand, the economy is growing 
growing so slow. It hasn't been the slowest since uh, the first half of 2012. And inflation isn't where they want to see it. And then now the divorce process with Brexit is so uncertain. There's little progress. And this could really, really hamper growth in the region because the UK trades with other UK economies. So they're closely tied, um, all the economies in the European region. So with all this political and all this economic uncertainty, the rise in interest rates will be quite unlikely in the UK anytime soon. And when we do see increases, they'll be quite gradual and limited. And then uh, what can we expect to see? Uh, we touched on this earlier in the week, but um, the U.S. non-farm payroll that's being released today. Yes. So earlier this week, we spoke about ADP payroll and ADP payroll is just looking at the private sector. Now, U.S. Uh, non-farm payroll focuses on both private and the public sector. So today, the U.S. will release the numbers for the wage growth, uh, unemployment and non-farm payrolls. So in terms of unemployment, there's an expectation that unemployment will decrease from 4.4% to 4.3%. And on the wages front, it has been such a puzzle in the economy because if your unemployment is decreasing, you'd expect that in a tight labor market, wages are going to increase um, quite significantly over the period. And it's such a puzzle to everyone because that has certainly not happened. Um, but what we're at least positively seeing is that on the low paying jobs, that's where you're seeing the wages coming up, which is a good thing because this is going to help um, stabilize the inequality within the U.S. economy. So wages are important because it speaks to the buying power of consumers, which ultimately affects inflation. And as we've spoken about the EU, same thing with the U.S. They're having a problem with inflation. And the U.S. government wants inflation to pick up in order to prompt an increase in interest rates because they also have low interest rates. Um, and what we'll see is with the numbers coming out for non-farm payroll, um, this is going to affect movements in the currencies and it will also affect movements in stocks and sectors that perform well and don't perform well. So in terms of the jobs, what we expect for the job numbers, it's a, we expect a positive performance. Earlier this week, ADP payroll said that about 180 jobs were created by the U.S. economy. And we know that with the seasonal factors coming in in terms of the summer months, we know that there'll be a pickup in job creation. So all these indicators about the U.S. economy, so the GDP on Monday that we spoke about that increased from 1.4% to 2.5%, tells us a story of a healthy U.S. economy. And we need to care about that healthy U.S. economy because this is going to influence the Fed's decision about what to do with the U.S. interest rates. And we know that investors seek yield. They seek good interest rates. So if we see that the U.S. interest rates will go up, it might incentivize investors to take their money from SA and move it on onto the U.S. However, um, we still are skeptical about the Fed increasing interest rates um, on the third, on the meeting later this year because of factors such as inflation. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a good weekend. Thank you so much. And uh, speak to you again shortly. Thank you. And I was research analyst Fundi Swankuta. Start the morning with a fresh view. AM Live with Sakina.